Okay, cool. Those were interesting responses and we will reflect on them a bit later. What today we will be focusing on, so if you have your textbook with you, we will be on page 164. Uh, this is what we'll be exploring for today. Um, unit, it's unit two and unit three, and the focus is on how to create a personal mission statement for your life, okay? And the reason why I started with asking you about your values, um, about what you think about your future is, you will see here when we start, we're going to reflect on our what personal values are and what our personal views, what is our belief system and ideology, what is vision, passion, and purpose, and what is a legacy mindset. So we already started by going to menti.com, um, and we gave some of our answers, which we will look at a bit later. So let's start with what are personal views and values. So one of the things that make you and I have a personality is the way that we use our values and live them out, okay? And when you and I were born, we were born into a family and our parents are the first people that inform the values that we have. So if, if your parents cherished being generous, then you, you were raised to be generous. If your parents valued respect, then you were raised to be a respectful child. Um, if your parents um, honored being selfish and being self-centered, then you may tend to be a selfish or self-centered person. Our parents influence the values that we have. And then what happens is when we become older, we get exposed to the world. We get to we go to school, we meet different people, we meet people who maybe weren't raised the way that uh, we were raised. And then we start to question uh, what, are, what are our values? Uh, are the values that I have correct? Are the values that I have important? Why, why am I different to this other person? Will my values get me to where I want to go in life? So ultimately, the older you are and the age that most of you are in matric, you, you have already started the journey of questioning your values and transforming them to the point where now, when you're 16, 17, or 18, when you go around telling people that my values are respect and generosity and kindness, people are allowed to check how your behavior is because your behavior and your personal views will tell us more about your values than what you claim. Um, when we say actions speak louder than words, it's basically that. We are all living out our value system. We are all living out our, um, our views. And that is then what will determine to people if you are truly a respectful person. They'll look at your behavior. People will look, are you truly generous by looking at your behavior? It will not just be a thing of what you claim, um, when you say to people, yes, but I respect everyone, people are allowed to say, um, that's not true, 
cause of A, B, and C. Okay. What's going on there, David? Okay. So what, what I want to ask you guys, um, and each of you must then tell me, according to you, what are your values? Let's, let's, let's hear from the class. Tell me your three top personal values that you live your life to. Uh, let's, let's go to, let's start with Dagalu because you're on top of my list alphabetically. Dagalu, tell us your three top personal values. What are they? It's, it's, it's respect, yeah. generosity, mm. and kindness. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, David, tell us your top three values that you live by. Um, you know, like mutualness, you know, like if you treat me this way, I'll treat you the same. Yeah. And I can't think of anything else. I... <laughs> All right. That's fine. Um, Mr. Hile, tell us your top three values that you live by. Mm, Mr. Hile. Um, my top three values are privacy, um, freedom. Uh huh. That's all. Okay, Nandi, what are your three values? Um, it's kindness, patience, mm -hmm. and love. I think. Yeah. <laughs> love, you think? <laughs> all right. Um, and then do me. What are what are your top three values that you live by? Um, so I think my top three values would probably be kindness, mm -hmm. compassion, and yeah, and being humble. Yeah. And being humble. Okay. And then Mr. Gift, you're the last one. Share, share with us what are your top three values that you live by? Hey, my values. Hmm. Your values, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking very, very hard. I'm thinking. Why, why, <laughs> why do you think? Um, my next challenging question to everyone in the class. So there you, if you're brave, you must just tell us your response. What do your behaviors tell us about your values? So do you believe your behavior is consistent with the values you just shared with me? All right, I'm done thinking. Okay, tell us your answer. Uh, integrity, no. Uh, I think, how can I put this, man? Um, being, I think being kind to people, you know, and um, uh, I think always being joyful so that, so that you can, how can I put this? Yeah, English say, no. It's running away. Yeah, But do you think, do you think you behave consistent with your values? Yeah, me, I do. I mean, I do, sir. But it depends on 
on people, you know. So I think it depends. Like if you're gonna treat me this way, there there are like certain reactions I will give towards you, you know. Yeah. And that's how it be. Because if you give me the same energy I give you, then yeah, I'll I'll be consistent with my my values towards you. Okay. What what do other people think? Uh, are you guys consistent with your value, your values, and your behaviors? Do they do they correlate? Are they the same, or do they contradict each other? I personally do, yeah, with everyone. So the girl is the same everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So you don't you don't use the 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 justification that others are saying that depends on the energy the other person gives. I'm not one to care much for I. Mm. Okay, that's, yeah. that's in perspective. So, but so, can I add something? But think about this, Nelson. Yeah. Let's say you approach someone, right? Yeah. Then you approach them like in a good manner. You give them like perfect energy, and then that person, that person diverts that energy. They act sour. Do you think as a person you're gonna want to act consistent towards the person because it's like they're wasting your time? Hmm. In a way, it's like they're wasting. So your behavior is dependent. Okay, wait, David. You can say your point quickly. Who's Oh me yeah no I'm I'm just agreeing with gift he has a point so so yeah so if if we if we use this argument that you have to return the energy that you get what if the other person also thinks the same so you'll never be yourself <sighs> no so it's like if you think about it if I come to you with good energy then just give it back, yeah, boy. Then we'll meet halfway. Not to what you mean. I always have to go out and make you happy, yeah, boy. Exactly. So we have to meet halfway. Yeah, but when we talk about our personalities and our values, and that's that's obviously why I'm challenging you guys with this question. Our values are meant to be so ingrained in us that no one can make us behave outside of it. Yeah. That, that is what a value system is. A decision is different. You can decide that I just don't like you, so I'm not going to tell him the truth. But I'm an honest person, but who gave him I just don't like him. You know, versus to say my values are dependent on how, how I might like someone, you know. Um, so in any case, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that. But that's the first step when we talk about uh, if we're on this journey of creating some form of a mission for us. It starts with what are our personal views and what are our values. Then the next big thing in society that determines who we are is things like religion. So there are a couple of quotes I'm going to read. And then each time I read a quote, I just want you to tell me if you agree or disagree with it and why. Okay, so here's the first one. So this is going to be about religion and different viewpoints. So here's the first one. Urban Crystal said, that people need religion. It's a vehicle for moral tradition, a crucial role, nothing else can take its place. 
That's his opinion about religion. Who says, nah, I agree with that, or who says, nah, I don't, I don't agree with that? I know, this is hard. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think so you can Sorry. agree to this. We can agree to disagree about this. Because some people, they, they, they feel that religion is not needed, and some people okay. feel... Let's, let's hear from Tumi. Give clean your ideas. Tumi, what's your answer? So what I'm seeing now is that people, from my point of view, is that people do need religion, but then I don't agree with the last sentence where it says nothing else can take its place. Okay. But I do believe that people do need religion. Okay. Well, that's cool. Give um, you clean now, or is it David's turn? Um, no, give yeah. go. <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, I, I agree with I agree with Doom about the uh, disagreeing about nothing else can take its place, you know, because there are some things that can take its place. It's not like religion must be okay. Religion is part of our lives, and it's a fact. You you go to church. Some people are Christian. Some people are don't do you know, but the fact that nothing can take its place. I don't agree with it. Totally. I don't. I don't. I feel like religion should be guidance, you know? Mm-hmm. Religion is that guidance in your life. And I don't think like it's like that one thing in your life that you need to stay focused to. Because if we like followed every word in the Bible, like if you do sin with the left hand, cut it off, then like what is life? <laughs> if we're gonna like you know you get what I'm saying I'm weird. Yeah. let me continue there's more there's more points so uh, here's the next one Richard Dawkins he says I'm against religion because it teaches us to be satisfied with not understanding the world hmm. <laughs> huh Thoughts, opinions, let's hear good people. Understanding the world. Hey. Mm, yeah, but it makes sense because religion teaches, okay, not teaches, but then it breeds a sense of intolerance for other religions. Mm-hmm. So some religions are like, would say, our God is the one God and you guys are wrong. So it just creates a bit of a divide and intolerance. Mm. All right. Dakalu, I hear you. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing, Sam, because that's what you see every day. Christians judging Muslims for being for believing in Allah or yeah. Mm. It's just judgment all around. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right, our next one. A society without religion is a vessel without compass. So I, wait, so this means that society without religion, there's no direction. That's a lie. Lie. I don't lie. I don't agree with this. So I don't. Okay, tell us why you don't agree. 
Because okay, let's okay, let's talk about people who like don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. So what this thing is saying is that those people they don't have like any direction in their life. Like they don't know what they're doing. Because that's what this thing is saying. If you don't believe in anything, there's no direction in your life, which is not true. You know, which is not true. Because some people they prefer not to believe in anything and keep it that way. And I think that's their direction because they don't believe in anything. You know. Well, let's carry on. Doesn't like. Yeah. Okay. So your point. Doesn't religion have to do with like values and beliefs, right? Yes. So I think, like, but 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 um, people that don't believe in anything, there's like values, and beliefs. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm I'm confusing you guys. That's that's the whole that's the whole thing about philosophy. So there are those who will argue that if you don't subscribe to a set belief system, so one of the more common religions, but you form your own belief system, you are you are following a religion. It's just that you decided what your religion is. Hmm. But continue to yeah. the next one. The role of religions in the domination and destruction of African civilizations was ruthless. Islam was as guilty as the rest. So uh, John Hendrick Clark, the reason he then just added the Islam thing is obviously this is a African American, and the common conversations in the times where he made the statement was obviously to say Christianity uh, destroyed Africa. So he was saying, look, basically all religions, my guy, uh, including even Islam, because it does exist in Africa, is guilty of the destruction of African civilizations. What what are your opinions, fellow Africans? Hmm. Um, yeah, but then if you really think about it, wasn't Christianity and other religions forced onto black people? If you really think about it, we were made to forget about the other beliefs that we had, and then we took the white people's belief. Yabo. So it's just, Yabo, we have to look at it like that. And where's Egypt? So this was hmm? during the colonization. Ne? When yeah, so so no, yeah, yeah, now, it was ne? Hmm. because I, it makes it this I'm is asking the statement of saying Christianity was put on black people. I'm just asking God, where's, where's, where's Egypt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean there. I see what you mean, but Egypt had their own beliefs on it, yeah, but it's a prominent. It, it, played a prominent role in many religions. And I, I, I believe the, the Christian Bible talks about Ethiopia, and I believe that's where the first global church actually is. It did, yeah, true. So I wonder, but, but th- these things were, were building towards 
just an understanding about ideology. So we're not going to have all the right answers, but I want us to think a little bit about uh, how these things inform how we behave. So here's the next one. How women view religion's role in society is shaped more by their own country's culture and context than one monolithic view that religion is simply bad for them. So Daili Mohammed, she is a Muslim, um, and she was obviously uh, speaking from a perspective where a lot of people do say that Islam you know, degrades women. And then she's then giving her point of view of, of saying that um, religion on its own won't make a, shouldn't make a woman feel as if it's bad for them. It's actually even more about how does the country behave? What is the culture of it? So what, what are people's opinions there? I agree. I agree with this one. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Emma, these questions are tricky. You can think what's happening. That's no, but uh, I do agree. I do. No, with this one, I do. Because Islam for women is like, yo, like it, oh, how can I put this? Like it forces them to do things like they don't want. Like when they're married, they're supposed to show their eyes only. Yo, because I'm oh Aye, so Islam yeah. Yeah, I mean, isn't it like the same religion where when like Which they can't is... drive or something? Yeah. Like dog in what's this country going? In Saudi, I think women are, are only supposed to wear like dresses, like long, they're not even supposed to wear pants, dog. They're supposed to wear long robes in jail to hide themselves. People are playing hide and seek <laughs> during the day. Oh, yeah. No, man. This is wrong. Hey, marriages are arranged. Exactly. Yo, that's even worse. Hey, no way. Right, hey, imagine David arranging a virtual point. Uh, religion was created by insecure men to oppress women. Religion is the political ideas, and it exempts the human to find the eye. So this is Muta Baruka. He's a Rastafarian um, uh, fighter. So that's his opinion about what religion is. That was designed by men who want to oppress women. When was this published? Uh, no, he, this was all, some of them are about a hundred years old and uh, like 10 years old. Aha. Uh -huh. And he has a point, though. And he does. There's more rules on women than men. No way. Hmm. He has a point. I think so. This also like, like it connects with the African cultures and how they make men more superior than women mm. exactly african cultures like it is a link okay good so all of that was to build to for you to understand the following thing about our ideologies so an ideology by definition is our beliefs values and our ideas and when we were born again we 
fell into the ideology of your parents as well as the religion that they followed. If your family did pursue some form of religion, you tended to attend the church, attend the mosque, attend the services, um, which is fine. You know, that, that was your life. You didn't have control over it. But now you get to school, you start to meet different people, uh, you start reading, you start being exposed to different religions, and then you are, you've begun to build your own ideology. And in terms of ideologies, we have political ones. So, you know, we hear people who are liberal, I'm a Democrat, I'm, I'm conservative, I'm, I'm, I'm utilitarian, I'm Marxist, I'm communist, I'm socialist. You know, those are political ideologies. Then there's economic ones, then, and then your overall life um, ideology. So when we look at religion, religion plays a huge, huge role in how we see the world. And that's the whole purpose, actually, of, of, of religion. So when we see churches or mosques or whatever try and put very strict rules of how children should grow up, because they understand that if when you're young, if we influence you well, you will be able to continue that until you're old. But now what school does um, to all of us is that it starts to expose us. You know, that's the beauty of diversity. It's that everything we believe gets tested and we get to decide for ourselves if we will continue a belief. Um, and that is then how you have to understand the role of the ideology you see the world through. You know, if, if for instance, you fully believe that in capitalism as well as in, the, in individualism, then for instance, it will influence how you value others. You will maybe see a person's value in what can they do? What do they bring? How do they, how do they add monetary value to your life? Uh, but if let's say you're a socialist and you believe in welfare, then for instance, your value system will be about con uh, togetherness. It will be about uh, thinking about the next person. And obviously, because we're educated people, you will mix and match your belief systems. Um, and that is an important thing to know that you don't have to be just one thing. That's the complex beauty of being human. So here's a, a Chinese philosopher, Confucius. So he asks, he says the following, the man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life. What, what thoughts come about when you hear that? So the man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life. What are our thoughts about this statement by Confucius? Um, ignorance is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very, very good. Let's hear from others. The man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who does not ask is a fool for life. What are our thoughts? Hello, hello, sir. Yes, Moose. Uh, um, what I can think by that is that you can never live by your own knowledge and your own information. Like you have to have 
different sources and like source of information in order to live in this life. True. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I basically think. Good. Those are very good points you're making. Um, and definitely having a good curious mind and a questioning attitude will will put you ahead. Um, we, we remain fools if we are too scared to ask a question. Now, obviously, as we grow, the content of our questions will start to matter. Okay? But as you are young and trying to create your own worldview, your own philosophy, your own way of doing things, it starts by not being scared to ask questions. And that's part of the idea of this lesson that as we as we learn how to create our own mission statement, how we sort of look at our own future, we need to stay away from the fear of asking awkward questions of ourselves and obviously of others. Uh, on page 167, there's activity six there. Um, so if you have a textbook on you, you should just take it out. Otherwise we will I'll, I'll put a clip in it and I'll read um, the case study and then we'll go through the, the answers together. Okay. So, mission statement. My life purpose is through the power of various media to make people aware of the challenges facing young women in Africa and around the world. So I aim to study marketing and communications. After I've graduated, I want to travel the world for a year to learn about other people and expand my understanding of issues facing women. I will combine my travels with volunteering to help women and children and environmental causes. My belief system that I should give back to those who are less fortunate to, than me. My, my values include creativity, truthfulness, quality, and originality. I will try to, I try my best to make documentaries and television and radio programs that are fair, honest, informative, and thought-provoking. I would like to be a role model for other young women so that they can also achieve their dreams through discipline, determination, hard work, and a healthy lifestyle. Okay, so that is... That is Bali's thing. So here's the first question from your textbook. It asks, describe Bali's mission and what steps you will take to achieve it. So when we read this, what what are, what can we say is Bali's mission? Um, basically, our enemies. Raising awareness, uh, make people aware of the challenges facing young, yeah. being faced by young women in Africa. Yeah. Okay. And what are the steps that she says she's going to take to achieve it? The first is to, to learn. Yeah. 
Oh, so traveling and learning. Mm-hmm. And getting various information. And then um, and obviously create okay good then the second question in your textbook it says Bali lists four values so the values that she said was creativity truthfulness quality and originality list another three values that you think also apply to Mbali so having heard what Mbali says she does and how she lives her life what do you think could be other values that she didn't list but clearly would describe her any ideas um empathy empathy good other values people we need two more let's hear from mr kujo seeing that you joined us what other values do you think describe young mbali is humble good humility i think she has humility perfect i like that uh we need one more value so let's ask the other musa Musa. no the other one so i i am assuming it's mbali but she's using musa's name yeah it's mbali yeah so mbali tell us we need one more value that describes mbali <laughs> perfect i like that then let's go to number three number three says in what ways will mbali's values influence what she wants to do so how do mbali's um, values influence what she wants to do what do we think so she wants to be in in television she wants to create media how do you think her values will influence the work that she does so so the the first um so i'll, I'll be choosing from the the originality quality mm -hmm. so that on its own will like play a huge influence mm -hmm. in her doing her work because um it's 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 original it's on it's authentic it's not something like that's misleading or false mm. yeah so yeah one of the the value of originality will will influence her doing her work in a in a positive manner good so what we are then discovering there within that question and just the life reality is definitely our values influence how we do work so for instance when people accuse you of being lazy when they see the quality of your work it's because our actions speak louder than words but our actions are influenced by 
our belief system. So if you are a person who's a perfectionist, or a person who values excellence, these sort of things influence the quality of your work. So in your textbook, there's an activity seven where you have to create your own uh, mission statement. So the activity six, we were reading Mbali's mission statement. So activity seven in your textbook, it's page 168. Uh, in your workbooks, you should, uh, by the time we come back to school, you should have completed it, okay? And if you don't have your book because it's, it's at the school, or if I took it uh, on the last day of school, then you don't have to do it yet. You'll just do it when you get your book back, or you can do it on a separate piece of paper and you'll paste it in. Uh, activity seven is pretty straightforward. Um, it's, it's giving you a template of a mission statement and you will write it out filling in your personal information. So it starts with, I am to, and then you will, I aim to, sorry, and then you will decide, you will write what are you planning to study or what your career aspiration is, then you'll continue that way. So that needs to be in your book that, and it will look at your own personal um, mission statement. And now we're going to move on to uh, part of what we started in lesson one. So I'm going to give everybody a chance again to do this with us. Are we living for a higher purpose? What is our vision, passion, and purpose? The, this next part is going to depend on what your understanding of vision, of passion, and of purpose is. So let's, let's, let's start. Anyone brave enough to give me their definition of vision? What is a vision? What does it mean? Am I brave enough? Sir? Yeah. So maybe a vision is, is what? A, a vision is, is, is what you are planning to do in future. Okay. When you think of the word vision, what is a vision, guys? So may I try? Yes, you may. So what I think of vision is like something that you can visualize, something yeah. that you can see, somewhere you can see yourself. Okay. That's what I think of vision is. Good, good. That's a very, very good answer. And it adds on well to what Mbali said. Okay, let's get one more person. Give us a definition. Of can, can, I, can I try? Yes, you may try. Um, so vision, I think yes, you do a little bit of imagination and how you, you, you foresee yourself in the future and how you imagine yourself to be at at that point in the future. Hmm. Yeah. Very good definition. So here's what I am giving as a potential definition for you guys. So vision is the ability to close your eyes and imagine a future that not yet exists. It's the ability to see beyond the mess that may be in front of you 
to abstract away from it, to clean it up and see a hopefully better future that does not exist yet. So visions are so important because our present is often horrible. <laughs> you know, as human beings, we find it very easy to see the negative. And I mean, negativity is around us. We, we don't need to lie to ourselves by being overly positive. The world around us is often in a mess. But a vision, what it does is it tries to imagine a space and a time that with some decisions that you make can make your reality different. That's why I said it's about looking at a future that doesn't exist and seeing beyond the mess. So that is then the first part of what a vision is. Then what is passion? Can, can people give us their definitions of passion? What is passion? Um, so, yeah. so what I think passion is, passion is, is something that you can do even though it does not have results at the moment. So if I like, let's say, drawing, I will do it. Even though I'm not getting paid for it, I'll keep doing it because I love doing it that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Other definitions from others? What is, what is, what is passion, guys? And I try. Yes, you may try. So, like, when you have passion for something, it's when, like, you have the drive, the means to do something. Like, like yeah, that's my understanding. So, okay. um, am, am I right? This <laughs> guy. I'm checking. So. so, can I try? Okay, try, and then we'll, we'll continue. So, give us Okay, um, passion. Passion is... Is, is when you have the zeal to, to, to do a specific something, the inspiration, the motivation to do mm -hmm. it, no matter where you are, but like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I think it has to do like with how you feel about that particular something, you know. It has to do with your emotions. Like, what are your emotions towards that thing that you want to do and how are you going to react to that something i think that's passion okay. yes good so let me give you right, a, a possible definition um so your passion can be anything that simultaneously challenges you intrigues you and motivates you so it's contrary to the idea that doing what you love makes work effortless a passion puts gift of god it's what you're willing to sacrifice lesser leisure and pleasure for. Seek it and where you find it may surprise you. So when we, when we think about passion and, I, and, I, and the reason I put it this way, this definition is often when we talk about passion, people tell us that you know, passion is stuff that you know, comes easy for you and you can easily lose track, but actually passions are, are very frustrating things because often our passions are very hard. Um, they challenge us, but we don't have to be motivated by other people for us to do it. And 
many people decide to not work in their passion so that they don't lose a passion for it because a passion gives us a certain joy but the minute it's in a work con um, context there's expectation there's people who want to control it and often our passions are linked to how we feel inside so that is then a definition of passion and then our last one what is purpose let's let's get some definitions what is purpose any takers before i pick on people um let me let me give it a shot they say hmm. purpose is something that you as an individual is that you are meant to do it's something that you are going to do it's like what you feel what you feel deeply in yourself to say okay Shab, this is what i have to do and this is where you feel that you are motivated enough to get it done or something that you won't let anything get into the way of what you have to do yeah yes okay any any other person we need one more definition sir yeah google says <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the reason for which something is done okay that's true so mm. definitely when we then talk about having a purpose in your life it's okay Let, let's hear um i think that um purpose is like a matter of like why it's the why in everything that you do uh and like having to know um what your life is designed for and empowering that like purpose is a matter of like empowering that design or the why of what you need to do so that your path is like more clear true that's over that's a very that's a very good one Takala. so ultimately it's about what what motivates your life what is what is actually just the aim of this thing why why are you waking up so i said um it consists of the central motivating aims of your life the reasons you get up in the morning purpose can guide your life decisions influence your behavior shape your goals offer a sense of direction and create meaning. We, when, when I was growing up, and I think maybe now appears a lot more TV, but back in the days, there was always this joke that on American TV, that they would come to Africa to find themselves. There was always just this mythical statement of, I don't know who I am, I need to find who I am, I need to find my purpose in life. And people come to Africa or go to India go to China and spend some time serving people and then they'll go back to America and they would have found themselves. Purpose is such a, it's a big thing that often when we don't have it, we, we get um, uh, eaten up by the world. My, my challenge to all of you is to think about those three things. What is your life vision? What are you passionate about? And what are you living for? What is your purpose? Um, 
when we don't pursue to answer these questions and to answer them honestly, we don't live a life that has a higher purpose. You know, it's almost as if you will then need to become famous to feel whole because you don't have a purpose. You will need to make the most money so that you feel important because you don't have a purpose. Purpose is such a big determining factor. And it starts in the beginning by saying, what vision do I have for my life? And what will influence your vision is what are the things that I'm passionate about that can help me achieve my vision? And then your purpose is the overall umbrella that says, every time I wake up, what am I living for? So those three tenets are, um, are very key. So I, there are some, there are these six questions that I think you need to ask yourself in trying to figure this thing about your life. So first question is, you know, just what drives you? As a human being, what drives you? Then the second thing, what gives you energy? What energizes you? So what, when you've done it, despite it taking your time, uh, taking your energy, uh, taking your focus, when you've completed it, what makes you want to go back and live? Because those things are key in figuring out your, your purpose. Then what are you willing to sacrifice for? Um, I, I, I often joke with people because many, when they ask me, why, why am I still here? Or when am I going to leave you? Like, and then I tell them, I, I, when, when I'm done. So sometimes when we live for a purpose in our life, we then have to sacrifice something. And what are you willing to sacrifice for this thing to exist in your life? And then if it's that meaningful, then at least you can own what you've sacrificed. So for some, when they sacrifice having a family because they want to make money, then it's a decision they take. We can then judge them on that decision. But when you aren't able to be honest and say, this is what I'm willing to sacrifice to achieve this and this and this, you tend not to achieve anything. Fourth thing that you must ask yourself is how will you save the world? You know, purpose is so linked with serving. So the world you're around, how will it be saved by your existence in it? So it's not about feeling like a superhero, but it's really about being able to say the family I live in or the neighborhood I live in or the brother that I have or the relationship I'm in, how will my existence make this person's life better? Because that is then part of you figuring out where you fit in in this world. Then basic things like what comes easily to you. The things that we find easy to do are often our strengths, but not always, but most of the time. And our strengths are what can also help us in living out a life of our vision, of our, our passions, um, as well as our purpose. And then how do you want to be remembered? In the end, we all die, sadly, but that's just the fact. And you aren't too young to start asking yourself, when this is over, how do I want to be remembered? Because all these things, when you're able to answer these six questions, no matter in what order, 
you'll get closer to figuring out what you want with your life. And the bonus step is asking yourself the five whys. So the five whys are quite a interesting concept. We can use it for problem solving. You can use it to figure out what is your motive. It's to figure, figure out who you are. Is you step by step ask yourself why. So if I would start with a statement like, hey man, me, I just want to be rich. Then the next question is why? Uh, well, so that I'm never hungry. <laughs> why? Well, because hung being hungry is not great. Why? Because it makes me feel lesser than. Why? Because I feel like I don't have dignity. And then why? Because I don't want to be a typical poor black child. So now, actually, the real desire is that I don't really want to be a typical poor black child. That, for me, is a much better vision or a goal statement in your life than to say you want to be rich. Because quite frankly, um, the pursuit of being rich can look totally different to being to the pursuit of not being a typical, typical poor black child. And those roots in your life will not be the same. Because there'll be other things that you will know you'll have to fix about yourself versus simply saying, I'm going to chase money. Or I'm going to be the most beautiful, or I'm going to get the most distinctions, or I'm going to be the best engineer in the world. That's, that's all fine. But our deeper purpose often comes in us going deeper into what is it that we want. And that is, that is what I want to challenge you guys to think about. When you've created that mission statement, which is literally just for your LO book, for people to see that you know how to put together a mission statement, I want you to look at your own life and say and ask yourself, where, what am I living this for? Where am I trying to go? What is my purpose? What are my passions? Why am I doing what I do? Challenge yourself with these things so that you can have much more um, purposeful responses. Okay, so a couple of quick little reminders I want to give you, then I'm going to play you a video to end our time together. <clears throat> you do know that there's two quizzes waiting for you, so please go complete them. Then on Edmodo tomorrow, I'm going to post a little checklist for you. That checklist will give you all the things I want you to have done by the end, by the time we come back from lockdown. So then you can create your own little to-do list of what are the things you need to have achieved, okay? In that way, you can uh, try balance your life. I'm not sure if we'll have a lesson next week. I'll have to first hear when are we coming back and we know that our minister, Angie, is gonna speak to us tomorrow. So for now, I'll announce in Edmodo if there is a follow-up lesson. Then you can already start telling your parents, but they will be told in their groups and we'll figure it out. We're going to try to have a, a parents meeting with them. So especially if you know your parents been worried about how is the school going to deal with uh, post lockdown, try and make, make sure that they, 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 are on, they, they, they get the Zoom link from their WhatsApp groups. If they're not on it, just let me know and then we can try to figure it out. Cause on Friday, we're gonna send out the link for people to attend the meeting 
And then those who don't manage to attend the meeting, we will record the meeting, we will take minutes, and then your parents are able to access it afterwards. Uh, between now and Friday, in the WhatsApp groups, parents will be asked to give questions that they want the principal and Ms. Trust to answer. In that way, our meeting will be based also on the concerns or questions your parents have um, so that we can, we can make everyone aware of where we are going. All right. So our, our time will, is almost going to be up. So I'm going to just play this video and I'll put the link on it. Modo up. Just something I want you to think about um, in terms of our conversation, about our vision, our passion, and our purpose.